Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe. I'm a sales and marketing coach and strategist for health coaches, life coaches, and wellness professionals who want to become a leader in their field by building their online community, rocking their sales process, and finally feeling confident about how they promote themselves and their marketing. On this show, we talk about tips to grow your business, save yourself time, and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Zero to Hero Coach Program. This is my four-month program teaching coaches and online service providers how to grow your online business, book clients consistently, overcome your sales fears, and finally rock your social media visibility. If you struggle to create a sustainable coaching business, this program is for you. Check out HaleyRowe.com and book your free strategy call with my team or myself today. Thank you. All right, I'm here today with Beck Power, and she is a two-time podcast guest, which is very exciting. And we are talking about content today because, Beck, first of all, I am hooked on your posts. You always have a sense of humor and you're very consistent. And I also noticed that you have a very cool tool for online professionals who want to be consistent with their content, which I think is one of the biggest struggles and problems I see with my clients is they'll say things like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to post today. I don't have any ideas or I just got kind of off track and lost momentum. And so um, what we're gonna be talking about today is number one, how do you make content that's engaging and gets people interested? But number two, at the end of the day, you have to just start and be consistent with it. So how do you get the ideas and and do that first and then optimize it and make it amazing? So um, welcome to the show. It's so great to be here. Thank you for having me, everybody. Um, This is gonna be really fun probably a bit fast paced because I'm going to show you, I'm actually going to show you the tool that I created that um, Haley was just talking about. And uh, hopefully we don't spend too long on that. You can take um, 10 or 15 minutes to get uh, 2000 content ideas, which is pretty awesome, but we're not going to do that all on the call right now, mainly because this is partially an audio show. So that'd be really boring, but I will explain how it works and I will show it briefly. Um, and then, yeah, just really always happy to talk about content creation because that's what I love. Yeah, cool. Sounds good. So um, go ahead and I'll let you show the tool first. And I'm going to put in the comments here in the, oops, that's not the right link. I'm going to put a link to the tool as well. And it will be in the show notes as well at HaleyRow.com slash Beckpower. Um, but let me, when the show actually comes out. <laughs> All right. So um, cool. I'm going to let you share your screen. There we go. Okay. So um, let's see. I'm going to run over it real quick. It will take me about five minutes. And um, feel yeah. free to jump in, Haley, if you've got questions or thoughts. Cool. Um, so essentially, this is a tool that I made called the Content Download. Um, this is an example, uh, a real estate example that I did when you we create 100 content ideas in 10 minutes. And I think a lot of the problem that we have nowadays is we just think we can, we keep saying the same thing over and over again and we're not we don't we're not good at saying it in different ways or or breaking it down for people to understand different things there's so many 
pieces of content that you could create in your business that, but you keep on saying the same four things over and over again and people are like, ugh, right? So um, this tool was was made so that we all, we can just stop the awkwardness and create actual content that people want to um, hear about. And so I'm gonna go to the blank one here um, and I'll just show you how it works really quick. So in part one, uh, we've got the content download, your product name or business name, or it might be a service name or anything, just the main thing that we're brainstorming here, because that's all there is. This is just a brainstorm. There's no wrong answers or anything like that. What we're going to do is come up with 100 ideas in 10 minutes, or it takes about 10 minutes. Usually I come in just under the buzzer. Um, and then here you can see there's two sides of the, um, if, you're, if you're listening to this, just it's just basically some columns. So we've got two main topics and then underneath each main topic are five subtopics. So super straightforward. And then underneath all the subtopics is just going to be 10 ideas. Um, now let's just do, actually Haley, if you can do one with me, that'd be mm -hmm. super cool. So let's, let's think about, um, um, uh, let's actually just do a, main, a subtopic. So let's say for health coaches, what is a, what's a topic that's like fairly common to talk about? Um, getting clear on your niche, um, how to do organic marketing. Do you need like something super specific? Well, let's go, let's go um, organic marketing here. And, okay. and this is a, one, one of the main topics. Now you could do this exercise a hundred times and you would get different stuff. So it's, you know, but right now we're going to use organic, I just put organics, that's what I meant. Um, and now as a subtopic of organic marketing, let's come up with five of them actually. So organic marketing, let's go with um, Facebook Lives. Mm -hmm. Let's go with, what did you say? Finding a niche, so um, messaging. Uh -huh. Let's go with... Um, Content creation. Perfect. Now, now I'm having fun too. This is great. <laughs> um, and let's go with two more. What else you got? Um, about Instagram. Instagram in general. Yeah. Um, cool. And LinkedIn. Perfect. Oops, I keep spelling things wrong. Okay. So we're not going to go and do all 50 of these right now, but let's do one, okay? So we can you can just see how it works. So we've got Facebook Lives. Let's go. Um, what do we? What's the ran the random stuff that you associate with doing Facebook Lives? Like length mm -hmm. of length. Facebook Lives. What else have we got? Um, lighting. Lighting. Yeah. Um, the copy or the hook or, you know, sure. maybe call, to, call to action. Call to action. A hook is really good. Um, let's say, usually you've got a minute to do each of these um, these columns. Mm -hmm. So so let's keep going though because we've got to mean like do like... mean like it times you? Or... What's that? What do you mean? Like it times you or... Oh, well, I, I time myself. And when oh. I do these in groups, I time myself. Because the okay. whole thing is like, you know, the content download is 100 ideas in 10 minutes. Yeah. But like, so that's why I'm kind of <laughs> okay. a bit weird right now. I'm like, come on. Okay, sorry. Um, I'll speed up. Fine. I'll speed up over here. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. So we're just thinking about things that you associate with Facebook Lives in general. Right. So it might be page versus group. 
versus profile. Video confidence. Video confidence, nice. Scripting, mm -hmm. if people script it. And let's do three, four, five, six, seven. Let's do three more. Um, Facebook challenge. Okay, cool, love it. Um, and promoting it or, you know. Yeah. Promoting the live, that's a good one. Um, time of day. Perfect. Well, I was fairly useless, but you did well. So um, that's 10 of these things. Now, you would do the same thing across all these columns, right? And then you would have 100 different content ideas, which in itself is pretty fantastic. Mm -hmm. But what I've done is create, and this isn't going to show up quite as well on here. Maybe I'll show it on the real estate one. So when we've got all these full or mostly full, and it's fine if you don't fill them up completely, but here if we click over to part two, what it's done is populate each of those cells to move over to this. Um, and if you're listening to this, I've got all these different columns with um, different content frameworks. For example, three lessons learned from topic. Why, how I use topic in my business. What people do wrong when it comes to topic. So there's 20 of these along the, um, along the top. And then down the columns is all of the stuff that we've just typed. So mm -hmm. now it's, what it's done is, is explode it into um, 2,000 content ideas and ideally in something like um, 10 minutes. Does that right. make sense? Cool, right? Very cool. I love it. Yeah. Cool. So it really gets you thinking in a structured way. And then number two is you can take the spin on what you're going to add to the actual piece, meat of the content. So the mistakes of that or or um, mm -hmm. things I learned about blank or what people do wrong yeah. with it. Sweet. Okay. It actually comes out to five and a half years of content if you were going to um, measure it out daily. But yeah, it's it's such a good tool to just get the ideas flowing so that you never feel worried. And what I do is jump in every month and just um, you know pick thirty or there's usually a ton of other content. But if I, I'm looking for things, I can go okay. I need ten ideas, four little social posts. Boom. Um, I find them really quickly and it's done. It's just a, a great exercise to get out of the funk of not being able to think of new ideas. For sure. And I think one thing that's really important for anybody listening, before you go into this exercise, ask yourself, what are the pillars of my brand or, or what I teach? Mm -hmm. Because um, if you can go into each pillar you could pick and come up with tons of ideas about each. And then you have this really nice balanced content strategy rather than if you go into the exercise without knowing, okay, I post either about nutrition, sleep and exercise. Anything mm -hmm. outside of that, it's, it probably isn't gonna make a ton of sense for me to be posting about it. So if you go in with that and then you can get more specific with each of those pillars, this is such a great thing to finally be somebody who online is kind of clear in what you actually stand for and and has a solid content so um beck what would you say some of the things when it comes to getting engagement are, are working right now when it comes to social media content yeah great question so you mentioned earlier that you've been seeing some of my content a lot of it has become humorous industry humor is um definitely gets me the most responses does it get me the most sales no, 
But um, I'll tell you why, because I think a lot of times we do in social media what we do with email marketing, which is like forget that you do it, you're doing anything. And then when you have something to sell, you send out a, like a promo or you do a post. Mm -hmm. And so people get tired of hearing the same stuff over and over again. They're only going to open your emails if they want to buy something because they know you're always only offering sales stuff in your emails. They're only going to click on your content or engage with it if, you know, like they, they, they just expect that from your content. And so mm -hmm. if you're constantly nurturing your audience with things like industry humor, memes or um, GIFs or uh, stories, mm -hmm. stories are really good, uh, both in email and um, on social media. Like storytelling. Like yeah, so um, mm -hmm. there's a few frameworks that I use and I, I have them in my academy that um, basically where you start out with a story and then you kind of do like a moral of the story that would apply to the, the client and their problem mm -hmm. um, and then give them the option to buy something at the end or, he, you know, here's how you work with us, kind of like a soft call to action. Mm -hmm. um, those type of ones work really, really well for me. Yeah. Like, there's, a, there's a lot of different frameworks that I have that are specifically built to get engagement and there's other ones that aren't. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a story is just a story and people mm -hmm. will go, they might post, oh, that's a really nice story. But it's, it doesn't feel like it's super businessy, but it builds trust and authority anyway. Totally. Yeah, and I think one of the things that you just said that's important to highlight is you're doing these nurturing posts, not with the intent of selling every single post. But the truth is, and I think it, you a lot of times coaches feel like, oh, that's such a waste because I'm just not selling anything, I'm not, I'm building up this engagement, but it's not really taking off yet. And why even bother because I'm putting out this stuff and I'm telling my story and I'm selling my soul, but nobody cares. Mm -hmm. And the truth is you are planting seeds, whether you realize it or not. Like, so even though I see Beck's posts sometimes and sometimes I don't, but, but I see them and every single time I'm not like, oh my God, I got to call back and go buy the program. Mm -hmm. But when Beck and I connect for a podcast interview or something like that, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I love Beck, right? So it, it, it is indirectly something that's like a it, planting seeds, nurturing, keeping, keeping people engaged and knowing about you and relevant. So now when I think of, oh, somebody needs help with XYZ that Beck does, oh, yeah, go talk to Beck, right? Yeah, I get a, a lot of my business from um, like people tagging me in posts from when, you know, if someone's looking for content repurposing or something like that, social media creation, content creation, people will tag me. And then I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a referral and it's like a referral, but it came from social media because those people have seen my content over and over and over again. Yeah. People will only think of you if you're in their head and right. um, you stay in their head by being relevant and consistent with your content. Yeah, and one of the things I learned or have heard recently is that you want to, your content to be picking off or picking up where somebody, your ideal client's conversation is leaving off in their head. So what mm -hmm. are they saying right now to themselves in their head? What are they trying to process? What are they struggling with? You want your copy not to speak to everybody, but to pick up right where that conversation is. And one of the things that I want to ask you as well is when you say nurturing content, so things like memes or stories, which can have small call to actions still, right? doesn't have to be, oh, go buy my product, but it could be, hey, book a call or something mm -hmm. soft. What's the balance between 
posts like that and an actual promo post or, or what's what is like a launch plan i guess with content look like for you yeah um it's interesting i talk to people a lot of people about this question you know people in different industries and whatnot of how they use their content in that way because um it doesn't always have to be one or the other and i know that there's times when you have a promotion you're really trying to push it and you're putting stuff out all the time and that you're being more aggressive and that's totally fine but i think um and i th i would say probably like at those times something like one in three or one in four posts of that type but um generally speaking your daily content can have those less aggressive calls to action and um and emails as well it's like social media and it, i think email is kind of a social media right like mm -hmm. we all we, all, we we look at it as different but it's not really um i think that you can have those types of soft call to actions in every piece of content because you're delivering value what you don't want is someone or your clients to just think and identify you as the person who gives out free stuff all the time right because then that's just as horrifying when you go to sell something and they're like what and you've been engaging them for months and it's still they're still going to be shocked when you offer them something so i think it's really important to continuously offer things to your to your people so they don't just think of you as someone who's offering free stuff all the time yeah so one of the purpose there's a couple different purposes to your content one is establishing your authority or your expertise so that's where you're going to be saying things like client wins or Hey, I was interviewed on this, you know, big opportunity. I got this big opportunity. Things that show look like I, I am creating results and um, and I have something of value to offer. The other thing is the nurturing, like Beck said. So building relationships through your content. And what about? Would you add anything to that as far as what are some of the purposes? Like, what should we be keeping in mind when we're posting? Yeah, definitely. Look, there's a there's a lot of um kind of layers to this, and it can be easy to get overwhelmed with all of them, right? The, at the end of the day, the best thing to do is just make sure that you're posting something valuable daily and giving people a chance to work with you. I mean, that's the most basic thing that you could do. But like you said, there are different, um, there are different levels. And so, and so authority, I would say is, um, is, it depends on how you structure it, but authority is one of them. And I use authority by repurposing my podcast interviews where I've been featured, by repurposing client testimonials. I mean, when was the last time that someone, anyone listening to this posted a client testimonial on their social media? Right. Guess, guess what? Like that's the type of stuff that gets people working with you. Actually, I call that bridging content. Mm -hmm. Things like um, uh, testimonials, case studies, um, media features, and that type of stuff that show it takes people, I call it bridging because it like creates a bridge, right? Yeah. From people, from people going, oh, wow, that's really great. Um, you're a health coach. Mm -hmm. Cool. You know what I mean? It takes them yeah. from that to going, oh, this actually applies to me. Like this person mm -hmm. had this ailment and mm -hmm. now they don't. So mm -hmm. holy crap, this is, that's, I need to talk to this person. And, and creating bridging content like that is, I think, super duper valuable. And then another type um that I, I i mean i've heard it called leadership content mm -hmm. is the type of content where you're setting yourself apart as a leader in your industry 
by making a statement, by um, creating resources, by offering, um, uh, what do you call it? Like coining phrases, right? Mm -hmm. like, like I just said about bridging content, that's mm -hmm. mine. I made that term, right? Yeah. So, so creating those types of posts where it's like, hey, listen, I've made this new term, it's called bridging content. Here's what it means. It gets your client over the bridge of thinking, okay, great, to holy crap, I need this. And that's a, that's a post that is super valuable, and it's a type of um, it's a type of content that I always talk about. So. Totally, yeah. And one, my example of um, my leadership content or whatever is my framework. So I say, grow your business the fast way, and it stands for followers, action, sales, time, and transformation. And mm -hmm. I've had a post where I talk about how that applies to your online business and what what you should do to start in each of those areas. And that's kind of what my Zero to Hero Coach program is all about taking people through that framework. So I think you gave um, two good and value posts. So giving tips and giving things away sometimes is cool, but obviously not all the time. You can't just be inspirational. You also have to be showing that you're transformational, right? Mm -hmm. So the other thing I want to ask you about, because I see so many and I, I can see why people get overwhelmed with content planning and creation. Uh, I see so many coaches and I too have a content roadmap for my clients and it's the different types of posts and how many times a week and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I agree with you that business can be, if you get yourself into a tizzy about that stuff, you need to just scale it back. And it's I think I lost you. All right, I think I lost. Are we still live? <laughs> um, I'm gonna hang out here for a little bit and see if Haley is gonna come back in. Otherwise I will end this. All right, I'm out.
Okay, we're back, I think. <laughs> um, internet is being a little funky. So hold on. Invite a guest. Okay. So, we got back. We're going to add her. And I believe we're back. We did it. That was weird. Sorry about that. I no worries. No, what's going on? Um, so, what I, what, where I was going with what I was saying earlier is I see all these business coaches saying, okay, you have to do it this way where you have a three-week hype-up period and then you go into the pre-launch early bird and then you go into you know um fear of missing out and everybody's going to miss their spot and it's closing and then you're going to close and then you don't launch again for another period of time and so the way i look at that 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 like gives me anxiety like I, that just stresses me out i'm like I, I'm I'm open all I mean like I want to be open when I feel like being open I don't uh, I want to choose who I get to work with I don't want to have like open doors and, and like make everybody freak out so I do understand urgency and I do use urgency in marketing because it's important but I also think at the same time planning a launch and then completely closing my doors for an entire quarter or half a year or whatever like it just it just makes it complicated it stresses me out so what are your thoughts on like you have to do launching like that with your content um yeah i i never do stuff like that anymore i've tried it in the past but it felt inauthentic to me to um just be like desperation launching all the time uh i think it's so much better and it's better for everybody i don't want my clients to be like oh god i've got to get it like i don't really want them to be doing that either i think mm -hmm. the people who I mean, it's a bit woo, but the people who want to, who, who end up working with me are the right people to work with me. And um, I would rather create really valuable content so that people could see at all times how valuable it is. And if they want to work with me, that, that my resources are always available. Like sometimes I will do, like I'm going to do a Black Friday sale. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. but, um, but I don't just want to be launching all the time because that's the only way I'm, that's the only time. I know people who launch twice a year and they make like 50 grand each time and then that's it like and i'm like well you're still creating content you're still doing stuff the rest of the year you're preparing for those two big launches i mean i feel like i'd rather make 10 grand a month and just like you know or i mean obviously we're all growing our businesses but like i would rather if in terms of those numbers i would rather just make the 10 grand a month and enjoy my life um yeah so so i would say to create really valuable pieces of content with light calls to action over mm. crazy launches all the time and, and that's the i know that those things work for the people who teach them yeah. but they're not for everybody and i feel like a lot of times in online business we are just out there looking for the right solution and the one thing yeah. i know i spent about eight years looking for the one thing um, I grew up religious. I, I just thought there was like a thing that I was looking for that was supposed to be the thing, a way to make a way to do business, a way to have relationships, one way to whatever. And so I was reading all these books trying to like, oh, but everyone's saying different stuff and it can be really overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but I think with 
online business and probably everything else, there are multiple ways to succeed. And so one person's blueprint isn't going to work for everybody. Yes. Amen. I completely agree with that. And I think you have to take into account when it comes to your business and everything you do in your business, your personality type and how you work best and your strengths. Mm -hmm. So for me, working under pressure, no, I don't like that. I don't do well with that. I crumble under pressure. I like consistency. I like breaking things down. I like mm -hmm. always being consistent. Like I don't, I, so that's why in my personality and my content and online, you don't see me doing, oh, like it's closed forever and in the, in the big mm -hmm. things. Um, so I think we do need to take that into account. And also the one magic bullet, mm -hmm. the, the fact that you were looking for that in, in your business and in your life, and you spent years trying to find it and then realized there is not one thing. And it's more about how are you going to respond to what's happening around you and what you're learning and find what works for you and optimize your strengths. I completely agree with that. So um, when it comes to that sales types of like sales types of posts, mm -hmm. do you have a framework or structure or suggestions um, around how does somebody do, do a post like that? Yes. Great. So um, a really interesting thing I think that's interesting is um, I don't think that we should be trying to sell so much from social media. We should be doing the soft closes. Actually, I, I was listening to some stats from a, a business that I follow and they had like done a big launch, whatever, million dollars. And they um, they said that most, like 90, at least 90% of the sales came from email and not from social. So I think that we should be using social to point everybody in a direction not to not like putting sales links in our social media because people very rarely are like clicking from the social media and making purchases. Either they're clicking to book a call with us so that then they can be nurtured and make a purchase or they're clicking to join our email list so that then they can, or they're joining the, um, maybe if they're inside a Facebook group or something where they're seeing your content a lot. But um, I feel like the posts for me that do really well that I get business from are like two-step posts which is when you've created a resource or you've got something and then you say, um, like, here's a resource, who wants it? And then people are like, yes, 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 yes. And then you send them all the resource and inside of that resource is an opportunity to work with you. You know what I mean? Like it's, here's the value. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you want more of this, here's an opportunity to work with me. So it's not just sending people straight there, people need a couple of steps. Like everyone needs a couple of steps. You rarely just, unless you're looking for a thing specifically, you walk into a shop, you buy the thing, you leave. Like, I think you need to kind of be romanced a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so people, even if they've been on your list for a long, actually, obviously if they've been on your list or following you for a long time, they're more likely to buy. But just anyone on social media, I feel like they need to be romanced a little bit more before you sell them something. And that might be via email. Um, it might be via like a, a two-step post where you've got a resource that you send them. It might be at being part of an academy or mm -hmm. having more having more of an interaction than just clicking from Facebook because they weren't there on Facebook to buy something from you. That's why they're on Facebook. They're there to look at pictures of cats or whatever. Um, yeah. And you're very easily distracted on social media. I agree. The people yeah. on your email list are going to be much more loyal and focused on what, what you're trying to say. Um, and 
I like the way you see social media as a precursor or a pre-step before the sales process and take them to whatever the sales process is in a different way, whether it's your email list or call or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so anything else before we hop off today, I would actually, one thing I do want to ask you in general is you've been an entrepreneur for a long time. And, um, I think that a lot of people get discouraged when there's ups and downs in business. And I know your business had to make some tweaks or pivots during COVID times and things like that. And so I just want to ask you, what would you say to somebody who gets discouraged or unmotivated or feels like I'm doing all these things, but it's not yet taking off? Um, because mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest reasons why people give up is they can't delay gratification or they don't see the immediate results of the, the fruit of the, the, they don't see the immediate fruits of their labor. So mm -hmm. what would you say to somebody struggling with that? Yeah, definitely. Um, Listen, I, it's funny. I have those times. We all have them. And um, I think when we, when we let them get us down, it's because we think that we're the only ones or we're comparing ourselves with somebody else. And I know it's trite and I've listened to a ton of podcasts and, and books and things where it's like, oh, you know, you don't compare yourself with other people. But it's just so important to remember the path that you're on. And I mean, I have these times all the time. The problem is we think that there's going to be some time in the future where those don't exist. And um, there is, that's just not true. Uh, people with millions and billions of dollars still have like days that they hate and crap goes wrong. And it doesn't seem like they're getting what they want and whatever the thing is of that moment. And um, I think we have to be comfortable in the discomfort of knowing, like not knowing if this is going to work, work, right? Like, of course it's going to work. Like I've been doing this for eight years and I started out with 42 cents in my bank account. And I, um, I'm not saying that I'm a multimillionaire now. And of course I wish I was, but these things just, they come in like, um, it's kind of like waves. And if you have to change something, that's part of the journey to get you to where you need to be. And I, I know like I've changed my business so many times mainly because I was looking for that right thing. And it's only when I started um, doing content creation and, and maybe a bit of when I was doing helping people get speaking gigs last year, you know, I've tried tons of different things. And I finally realized that there's no magic thing. It's only me and the effort that I choose to put in. And those times, God, they happen. Like I've, I'm having a time this week. It would be inauthentic for me to not admit that I'm having a time like that this week where it's like, oh, my God, why, why do things feel so crap? Well, you know, if, if you go to the gym, you work out, you don't start crying immediately because you don't have abs yet. You know what I mean? You have to, you have to give it time and, and be consistent. And if I'm honest, the times when I'm the most frustrated are the times when I've been inconsistent about something and I'm actually just internalizing like some shame or some um, guilt or something like that. And once I'm back on track with being, uh, keeping my word on whatever it is that I wasn't keeping, it might be consistency or it might be a morning routine or it might be that I, you know, there's always something that we're secretly just ashamed about. And I think that's the thing. And maybe I'm wrong, but for me, I think that's part of, a big part of what causes those, um, those times. Because I looked at it this morning and was like, oh, I haven't been consistent with, you know, I've been trying to go to bed early, mm -hmm. but I haven't. 
I keep going to bed at 1.30. It's like, what? And I wake I, up and I feel guilty about it. And, yeah. then I, and then I go to work and I'm like, why? I'm so tired and I don't want to deal with this stuff. And then I just feel worse and worse. And it's, I'm not saying that that's the case for everybody, but I do think that if you look deeply under what's the discomfort for you, it's because of a lack of keeping your word about something. Yes. And I think it's also seeking a feeling. You're seeking security or you're seeking to mm -hmm. feel structured or like a badass or you're seeking to mm -hmm. feel like you're worthy or, or good enough for people or something. Yeah. There's, there's an underlying feeling you're seeking. And when your actions aren't aligned with that, you just feel crappy. And so... Mm -hmm when a lot, a lot of people think of the the actions or results that have to happen for them to feel a certain way they're going to of course be bummed and feel inadequate when they don't have those results but i think the key is to understand that even the mistakes the no's the bad times they have to happen to get you closer to the things you want and they mm -hmm. always teach you things and everything if you if you let go if you if the journey itself and how you show up, because you can choose how you want to show up and the characteristics you want to have and who you want to, the value you want to bring. Those are always in your control. And if you can focus on those things, usually the results take care of themselves. Um, mm -hmm. And also, if you believe in like manifesting and all that kind of stuff, you have to do that. And you, you want to get to yourself to how can I enjoy the journey? How can I feel the way I want to feel now, even mm -hmm. though I don't have the results I want to have? And that seems to help, at least uh, from what I understand. But I agree. <laughs> anyways, so um, Beck, thank you so much for coming on today. Before we hop off today, I just want to let listeners know that there is one more scholarship spot for this year to hear a coach program. I'm doing this little fun, funky Thanksgiving time. I decided on the spur in the spur of the moment because I'm not like the people who plan their launches. But we have two people already in the scholarship for the Zero to Hero Coach program, which is teaching you how to book clients online consistently, how to market yourself, how to rock your sales. And if you want to apply for the last spot in the scholarship, it's not free. I'm warning you, but it is um, a scholarship, which is really fun. So I'm choosing a couple people. And if you go to HaleyRow.com slash strategy hyphen call, you can apply. And um, thank you so much, Beck, for coming. It's always a pleasure, Haley. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to HaleyRow.com slash strategy hyphen call to book your very own free sales audit. On the call, we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients, how to overcome those concerns, how to coach through objections, how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients. I can't wait to connect with you and go to HaleyRow.com slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step. Thanks so much. Have a good day.